The information expressed in this podcast is solely the opinions of the individuals at the time of this recording and does not reflect the views of Freelance Creative Exchange and Creatives at Work. This information is for entertainment purposes. The information expressed in this podcast is solely the opinions of the individuals at the time of this recording and does not reflect the views of Freelance Creative Exchange and Creatives at Work. This information is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended to be and does not constitute financial investment or trading advice. Please do your own due diligence. Hi, I'm Yanling and welcome back to part 2 of our special Web 3.0 series. This was taken from a live recording of our recent in-person event held at The Parlour, Singapore's first NFT bar and lounge. So sit back and enjoy the finale of our specially curated panel of how Web 3.0 can empower creatives. Anthony, right, you, you know, we've heard from the three different types of creators as well. Uh, but you run the community. You know, you talk to a lot of be- types of people. They enter into this space for a lot of different reasons. I, I think you also see a lot of different perspectives of why people come to this space and the NFTs and how they have made a difference. Give us a few of the ground of you know what the community is thinking from what you see. I will just touch on IP rights first. So with the bigger NFT projects like by Nike, CloneX, and uh, BAYC, Bathing at York Club, they have been very happy to provide uh, their fellow collectors or holders the ability to use the artworks for their own uh, purposes, even if it is to make money. So in the US, you can see burger joints created uh, under maybe an ape uh, ape design. Or for, I think two weeks ago, Clonex released their 3D assets for each character. So now everyone who owns uh, Clonex can just go around using that character in the metaverse or for their own uh, commercial purposes. So that's quite interesting. Having to bring on the co-creation aspect such that it's not just you owning a piece of what a company or artist has created, but you having to put your own, maybe your own aspect into it, uh, be be it your own personality online or maybe something else you want to create in, uh, in real life. I think right now the NFT space is quite quiet in terms of transaction volumes have really fallen a lot since 10 billion last year august so now actually a lot of projects are running free mints but uh if you were to talk about let's say some of my friends who are still creating artworks they they're putting in a lot of effort so unlike the generative art pieces you see in nft collections there are those which spend weeks just to create one piece yeah and they will still price it as such uh, as per the effort they have put in so there are still people who appreciate those type of artworks and yeah, there are still sales going on in that area. But with regards to like profile picture NFTs, I think, I think that's uh, it's just oversaturation at this point in time. So yeah, all, I'm all for uh, having creators use NFTs as a means of payment and transaction. Uh, yeah, less, less of the noise that uh, has been created over the past few months. I think it's cooled down a little bit, but it's also a time I think a lot of people are regrouping and trying to find their way uh, around the whole space like, and trying to improve it, basically. Okay, so we have a few questions coming in. Let's address some of them. How can I get involved in NFT if I didn't have any experience? Any one of our panelists yes. want to say? Yes, Dom. Okay, so how, how to get into NFT? So that's a very good question. So my question back to you is, if you want to get into NFT, what do you mean by it? Is it 
buying and selling or is it creating artwork to sell? It's as simple as just getting onto a platform, putting up your art and selling it there. <laughs> and if it's buying and selling, I think it's a whole different game altogether because there's a lot of different types of NFTs as uh, you can hear from like the four of us. So there are like profile picture ones. Those are collectibles. There's also artwork. There's also music ones. There's also, and I saw one of the questions was metaverse. There's also metaverse real estate. So it's like virtual land. Imagine like websites counting. So there's a lot of types. So asking how to get into NFTs is a very, very big question. But yeah. There's a lot, also a lot of roles in the space. It depends what you want to be like. Uh, you want to be a project creator, you want to be a yeah. seller, buyer, trader, or you just want to uh, be the, the artist, just you know, waiting for someone to buy your artwork, that kind of thing. So uh, I think, of course, to start is to, to of course, like, like what you say, just purchase one and see how it works, right? how it runs, what is the idea of minting, what is the process, and yeah. where, where that, what, uh, you know, how to even create a meta mask, that kind of thing. So that's, of course, is the, 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 the very early phase. For, so for us, like uh, other than running Moonzi, we also uh, do our own launch pad, which we help people launch the NFT project because we, we kind of have the experience to uh, help people kickstart, to do smart contract, to create artwork, etc. So we kind of do uh, everything. Uh, so uh, we can all look for us to do that if you want to launch an NFT project. I think I think the main question you have to ask, if let's say you want to get into the NFT, is like why you want to go into NFTs? Are you going into NFTs because you want to earn money? Like you want to flip, you want to learn how to invest. Because, you know, there's an investment aspect on it, right? Uh, if you are creative, you want to be a creator in the space. Or like I think what Jay said, like, you know, you want to find a career in in the crypto or NFT space. Because of crypto and NFTs, like there's so many new jobs that has been created because of this, uh, because of blockchain. Yeah, so when you ask yourself that, and then if, let's say you want to be like, oh, um, I want to... I want to buy and sell NFTs or I want to be a creator. Then the next question you want to ask yourself like which blockchain that you want to be on. Then so you got to learn the research, right? So like I think uh, what Dom and Jace and Anthony has already talked like, you know, there's so many different types of blockchain, Ethereum, Tezos, uh, even Binance and all that. Find something that you're comfortable with in starting. I wouldn't say that you straight away go for the highest Ethereum if let's say you don't have the means to to, to go into it or if you want to buy and sell over there. But I think right now, gas fees are not that high as previously. So you can actually like explore as well. Because I think I think the reason why Ethereum is always very attractive because of the, the number, right? The, 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 the conversion rate of Ethereum is much, much higher than the other uh, blockchain. However, I think uh, even the communities for different blockchain also vary differently. Like I think for Tezos and crypto, like if you do one of one art and if you put yourself out there, you know, like or you put like hashtag crowfam, like you will meet a lot of like a lot of like crypto.com like collectors. And then like if they know like you're an artist, you you you're doing very nice art and they and they kinda like um like your work and they want to collect, like yeah, you, you build your own community like, within within a particular blockchain. And and I think from there that's where you can start to establish. I think the nitty gritty stuff is most important thing you need to set up your wallet, yeah, on the different blockchains that you want to be in, yeah, and then, yeah, just build a community, yeah. As a creator, right, uh, or as an artist, or you want to just start out making your own art in 
the crypto space. There are actually a lot of funds that you can use. So there are quite a few organizations. So there's like First Mint Fund or even the Tezos Fawcett. So, I mean, it, it might sound like, wow, like so many terms, but what essentially these things are, right, uh, are like, okay, I have art, then uh, I can submit my art to one of these guys, then I show them uh, what I'm doing, and they kind of curate that thing, that, hey, your art is nice, so I'm going to sponsor you for your first ever mint or like your first ever creation on the blockchain, and sometimes like what uh, Iqbal say, gas fees, okay, basically for those who don't know, uh, everything that you do on the blockchain needs money, uh, crypto. So it can range anywhere from a few cents to $200. And yes, I paid $200 for gas before. I regret that decision, by the way. Yeah. So gas fee goes to miners. La. Miners are yeah, yeah, yeah. So people <laughs> who kind of sustain the whole thing, right? Uh, the whole blockchain, like people, the computers involved. So the people who run those computers, they get paid. I mean, that's fair. And yeah, so people can sponsor your guests, even if it's $200, $2,000, they will also sponsor it. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. So it lowers the barrier to entry to actually start to start selling your art. And I think for Ethereum, it's a bit higher for say other blockchains like say Tezos or Polygon. The, 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 the barrier to entry is a lot lower because if like you want to start minting on Tezos, right? You just go and ask like one person in the community, say, hey, I, I want to mint something. Can you spare me some cash? And they'll just send you like one Tezos or something. Like what? free. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like free money. Basically. Yeah, it's really friendly. Uh. Yeah, I mean, it's $2. <laughs> la. Okay, so I guess that answers also that first question, right? What's the easier way to get into NFT? I think uh, there were a lot of technical terms, a lot of technical ways that we talked, we just threw out over here. But I, I think what is exciting is also what all of them have shared, right? That... If you just ask, there'll be someone who's willing to share, especially if you're not very sure. Um, and, and I remind everyone again that this is a space for, for learning, right? If you're unsure what we all just talked about, there's a lot of technicalities, uh, some of them simpler than others, some of them more complicated. Feel free to ask, and I'm sure someone will be willing to sit down next to you and actually talk you through it or even walk you through that whole process so it's all about asking it's about sharing but there's a community here to support you right uh and let me go to that uh that, that last one first because i think it's quite interesting how can creators incorporate utility into nfts can one of you just explain what does utility in an nft mean okay so utility means like you own the the thing then you get something <laughs> i mean that's that's what people want to have more bang for their buck basically so like if i i own can of coke i want more than a can of coke you know like i own the art i want more what more can i do with it since it's digital there are many very camps on it and i think i sit on one of those camps where i kind of disagree that Artwork needs to have utility because art's utility is cultural capital. If I buy a piece of money, then people will see that I have money and I kind of agree with this movement, art movement. If like, I like basket, I I mean, yeah, I do. I can't afford it. But people know that I'm into this movement, into this whole like movement against like the aesthetic. So I feel that art's utility is still that. But at the same time, since it's digital, right, and... What you can do, right, why, by owning this token, there's a lot of things. One is uh, you can create plot of land online. 
and people can only access it if they own either one of your artwork. That's one. Another one, it's that there's, there's a lot of new, interesting ways to use it. And I think that's limited to your own creativity. So what I planned to do was actually to let people who own my art access this uh, HDB flat I'm building. Uh, yeah, it, it, online. In, in the metaverse. Yeah, in the metaverse. I, I, I cannot build the actual one either. <laughs> I, I know money. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's one. And the other thing is like, Another utility is that you can kind of reward your collectors because even traditional art, you, you kind of re sometimes you just want to reward the people who support you. So since everything's on a blockchain, right? I know you've talked about it a lot. What it also means is that everything is transparent. Anybody can see it. So Iqbal here can see how much ETH I own. Like, it's just not a lot. <laughs> so everything is transparent. From the amount of money you own to the art you own to the contract right like who is owning this art like let's say i created this piece then the four of us the owners of it so you see how much the royalty is split maybe i just get one percent and he gets three percent so it's all fair for nft early days there was no utility no such yeah, thing there's no you know like like uh early days it was just about community if you own the the nft you are part of this community so it was very exclusive yeah. so after that i know there's more to that there's like uh, for example, let's say the parlor decide to have their own NFT, and then what utility can they do? Maybe they as like as long as you have your own NFT or the parlor, you can have maybe a membership access to maybe one whole year free uh, free flow of beer, that kind of thing. Example, you know. So that's the utility. It depends on what you are good at and what you can provide, and yeah. and yeah, it all depends. So for us, Munzi, uh, when you own an NFT, your utility is what is that? If you own an NFT, you can in the game you can earn. So if you don't own the NFT, you can still play, but you don't earn that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. it's basically like a, if, if I dumb it down a bit, lah, more for my sake than anyone else, it's really like a membership to allow you access into something. And that something yeah. can be up to the creator, no matter right. what right. it is. Uh, yeah. It's actually up to the creator to, yeah. to define lah. what you can provide. You yeah. know? Sometimes there are some uh, pieces of art where if you burn it, then you get something else. So like I, I did own a piece of art once where... I mean, it's it's a cool gimmick and mechanic, but the utility is that whenever I burn this one, I get a burning means I destroy it forever. So if I destroy this, then I get a very special piece of art that has my name on it. Like everyone can see it's my name. Like I own it, then I'm the person that first created this kind of thing, you know. That to me was quite cool. So that also sounds a little bit complicated to me, honestly. Yeah. Sorry. I think to simplify, like, how can creators incorporate utility into NFTs, right? It's very simple. I think you definitely want to benefit people who supported you, but at the same time, you don't want to kill yourself, right? You know, because what's going on is like, People are actually creating utility because they it's, it's like it's like they want to sell the the, the NFT as, as much as they can, you know. But then sometimes they can't even they can't even deliver, and that that's a problem that that creators will face. So I think the most important thing is if it drives your passion, if it makes you a better creative, and it makes you uh, improve into whatever you want to be in the future. And with that, because people are supporting by buying your NFT. I think that's the utility that you want to create. Like for example, when Jace creates Moonzi, like he wants people to benefit by playing his game and earning. But at the same time, he's actually like doing launch pads, like things that not only benefit the community, but something that he's passionate about. That's so right. that's why it's easy for, it's like it becomes second nature and it's something that you guys can build upon. I think that's the most important uh, mindset that you have to create. Not because like, oh, I, I want to I 
like be rich. I think like make money, yes, of course you will make money. It will eventually come. But I think here it's about building your community, building your fan base and um, yeah, like getting to know more people and have fun and be passionate about it. So I think the original, um, you know, we've done a lot of this kind of training sessions and workshops and we've talked about, I mean, we had networking sessions with a lot of creators. I think the principle of most creators must still remain. You know, you are doing something out of passion. You are doing something that really drives you, that you really love. And as with any other job, like, you know, you can join a, a creative job but you might hate it in the end because it becomes a job, right? So in the end, if you want it to last, you must find that balance between your passion as well as your creativity and, and earning money, right? So something that can sustain you for a long time. For the future of 3.0 NFT, what do you guys see it as? And how do you hope uh, yourselves and the, the community around here can be involved in it. I think I think it's definitely here to stay. Uh, I am a true believer of Web three, and a true believer of uh, I mean, okay, crypto is not is something I'm trying to learn, but I think in the NFT space, like being in NFT, like seeing the community, like I said uh, earlier, like it's an opportunity for every every person, be it a creative, non creative, freelancer or not, to actually try and dwell into the space, and actually find your footing in there because like I think. Like those of you who are learning, want to learn about crypto technology and all that, like it's a place that you can actually learn and also find a career in. Those who want to create art, like you can create your community and build in and, and move into the Web3 space, the Web3 future and establish yourself. And hopefully with that, you can get more jobs because now if you can see like brands are also going into NFTs, like like collaborating. So all these are actually opportunities that you may miss if you don't go in. But at the same time, I'm also not like forcing everybody to go in because at, at the end of the day, it's, up, it's your pace. You got to find your own footing. You got to find why your purpose, why you want to go into the Web3 space. Yeah, you can't just like follow everybody and then like, you know, because at the end of the day, it's a very large space. It's like the internet and you just have to I, find your identity and find what you like. Like, are you a flipper, collector, or both? You know, or you just be like, uh, what I term the digital hoarder, like you just keep, you know? And I don't think there's, there's no right or wrong in, in, in doing that. It's just about what you find uh, exciting and peace and passionate about when you're in a space. Yeah, that's what I feel. Uh, regarding the future, I, I think it's, future is always uncertain, so best to not try to predict it or comment on it too much. I'll just focus more on actionables. So right now, we are actually in a recession. As of yesterday, US already announced uh, it's been two quarters of negative growth. So what's coming next would be, I guess, potentially lesser jobs and maybe unemployment, more unemployment. So on that note, uh, what's nice about crypto is that most jobs here are remote and uh, everything is decentralized. So be, be it the protocol that I work at for creatives, even beyond NFTs, de uh, decentralized finance protocols are still hiring. A lot of them are still getting funded during this period of time. There's a website called Layer Tree, which uh, aggregates all these jobs. Uh, it's like a portal for different decentralized organizations, communities, and businesses in the Web3 to list their jobs. And they will tell you a price that they're willing to pay for the work you're, you can provide them. Yeah, and with that, yeah, you can use this and take a look at what you can contribute to the Web3 space. So a lot more still happening. How about Jay's yourself? 
Um, for me, I, I totally uh, agree with what Anthony said. Like, it's more what what look at what what's happening now, lah. You know, but apart from that, a lot of things is when there's down, there's up. You know, like when they say there's bear market, it's a building market. You know, keep building and then uh, work on what's when the bear market returns. Uh, you know, that's where you can strive. And then like you know, when there's Web three, Web four is gonna come, Web five is gonna come. Like, what's it gonna be? We don't know yet. You know, Web three we are still at the at the entrance. And think think of it as like you know like back then we were still three G. Uh, who who would think about five G, right? So like now and now we are in the four G. Of course, in US you have five G, and and it's really really very, very powerful. So uh, Web four is going to power Web three, and Web five is going to power Web four and the rest. So think of it as like uh, when there's down, there's up. So uh, invest uh, in what you believe in, and yeah, you will be happy with what you invest. Yeah, I think for me it's very simple. The future is what just what you make of it. As creatives, right? You are now given this new channel. And there are new things you can do. So, like Anthony said at the start, Web three is about ownership. Personally, I don't really like Web two, Web three terms, are because I very bad with numbers. To me, the the internet is evolving, and it's evolving in a very new and exciting way. So, it's giving us uh more control. So, think about it. Like at the start of the internet, like you know when people started doing GeoCities. I don't know how many here old enough to remember GeoCities, but I loved it. Uh. So there were no rules, and that was super exciting. You can just do anything you want right now. And websites were very fun. It's not single page scrolling websites, but websites. Oh, Space Jam website is still there, so it's quite cool. Uh. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and it's exactly that that space right now. Uh, is this new age of the internet, and everything's new and exciting. And as creatives, that's our job to explore what's new and what's exciting, and also to push the boundaries. Like, and we can also set what boundaries are there like it doesn't have to be single page scrolling websites anymore can it be a virtual experience can it be like things that you can only experience if you own a certain token so that is uh what i think the future holds like maybe personalized things i i mean i don't want to predict but i just leave it to you as creatives to kind of uh, determine that for yourselves thank you all for sharing your your insights and your points of view about this uh, because I think as, as all of panelists say, you know, it is really up to you right now. It is an exciting space. There's a lot of things to explore within this. There's no right, there's no wrong. And, and some people might find that very intimidating. But I think as creators, it is a very, very exciting space to be in because the, the, the sky's the limit. And I think past the sky as well, it's, it's really up for you to, to make your own future, right? Uh, we've seen jobs coming up that weren't there before even last year. Let's not talk about five years ago. Okay, everything is new, everything is exciting, and there are no set rules. Yes, regulation, I think, as uh, I think Anthony, right, you were the one who mentioned, uh, once regulation comes into place, a lot more people will be more sure about how to go into it. But the fact that all of you are here today is that you want to be ahead of the wave and not be at the back of it. So I hope today's session and the sharing from our panels, panelists today uh, has given you that inspiration to go and look more into it, you know, and give you maybe a little bit more courage to go out and explore, talk to new people, right? Disclaimer, okay, it is uh, everything that we shared today are points of views. They are not financial advice, okay? You guys know the drill, okay? Please do your own due diligence as all of them have shared. So thank you again so much to everybody and thank you to our panelists. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
If you want to hear from our other guests coming up in our new episodes or catch up on our How to NFT series, do remember to click follow on our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook as well. Creators at Work is releasing our own NFT in September. So do keep a lookout and join us in our NFT journey. Bye.